Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Grateful is a talented South African hip-hop star who has been in the industry officially since 2020. He has released a number of singles in the past few years and has worked with the likes of SA producers such as Luke Goliath and Amin Haron. Up next on Celebs Hunt, live in studio, we've got Grateful. Grateful, let's start from the beginning. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? All right, so, you know, I think, let me first just introduce myself. My name is Imad Badrun, uh, also known as Grateful. For those of you that don't know me, I'm from around the corner, Cape Town, South Africa. I grew up um, in Cape Town, around the southern suburbs, um, Weinberg area, spent the majority of my life and my childhood around that area and you know um just yeah over here trying to explain to you in pursuit of my passion in pursuit of something that's bigger than me so i'm really grateful for being here uh thank you for having me it's an absolute pleasure so tell me why the name grateful grateful came about when i ran into a couple of distribution issues um i like to think of it as a disguised blessing originally i had distributed my music through my actual name which is imad from that came a few issues. Uh, my music was distributed under other artists that was also by the name of Imad. And I never thought of myself as somebody that would use an alias. But when that point arised, I don't look at it as a problem. I think of it more as a challenge mm -hmm. and I see it as an opportunity. You know, when that kind of arised, I thought to myself, what is something that I would like to remind myself of constantly with being in this industry, pursuing my passion? What is something that I would like to carry with me? The thing that kind of stuck out to me was forever grateful. It was a saying that helped me achieve and overcome a battle from within, within myself. So I thought that, you know, it will only make sense for me to be able to make my name something that is a positive reminder for the journey that lies ahead. So I went with the name Grateful. It's spelled G-R and then the number eight, F-U-L. Um, the reason why the number eight is there is because, you know, uh, my birthday also is on the 8th of May. But also if you turn the eight on its side, it represents infinity. So forever grateful is in the name, yeah. I was just about to ask you if you knew that the number eight the, is also the infinity sign. So hashtag drop that mic. You answered the question for me <laughs> before we got there. Let's rewind into your musical journey. From what age to, to get invigorated to say, okay, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Let's hear the grateful entertainment story. I think that music has always had a played a significant role in my life. I think that it was a subconscious thing, more than a conscious decision. I think I just became more conscious of it later on in life. When I was young, I used to dabble around in a lot of instruments. Um, I used to play around with whatever I could get my hands on, just because simply what sparked my interest in music was the way that people would relate to it. Um, it would spark a certain emotion out of them. It can take you to whatever place you want to be. It can put you in a specific mood and it can, you know, it changes your environment and the way you look at things. So for me, I kind of wanted to understand it a bit further from a young age. Um, when I was in grade one, I was afforded the opportunity to go and like play a whole host of instruments. I ended up choosing the violin. So yeah, I didn't really end up, you know, pursuing any of the instruments because by my early teens, I started developing my voice. I started finding out that, yo, I actually like singing. I actually like being able to put my words together. And I remember, you know, me and my cousins, 
we used to go to a park and that was in Athlone. Um, we used to walk around like quite a bit. We used to go to the corner shops, buy, buy like some sweets and we used to have like the speaker with us. And on that speaker, we used to play music, but then eventually it turned out into me playing some beats from it. And there were some kids in the park, you know, and we always used to socialize. We used to, always used to talk to them. But then eventually I went from socializing with them to actually socializing in a different manner, which was being able to put my words together, start freestyling in the park. So like I would freestyle about what they were wearing and, you know, it was all just fun. Yeah. It, was, it was all just having fun at that point. And this is why I say, you know, it was a subconscious influence on my life. It was like a gradual interest that kept on growing. And then from there, yeah, it was fun. I ended up carrying on with school. I was taking it day by day. I wasn't really focusing on my career or anything like that. I was about the age of 13, 14. So later on in my life, you know, I was in my second last year of school. Um, I went to the International School of Hout Bay. In that year, COVID happened. And oh, well. COVID kind of put us all on pause. It's made everybody think, you know, what is next? What are we going to do? How are we going to come out of this? How is the world going to change? What is going to happen? And, you know, I think that really opened my eyes to the illusion of security. Because a lot of people will tell you like, okay, no, look, you got to go through a certain process. You got to go through a certain way of life in order to go and make it. Uh, I believed it for a while until that happened and really opened my eyes. You know, I really had the time and I'm grateful that it happened during lockdown because it allowed me to have enough time to kind of process everything and process what direction I want to take with my life. Where do I see myself in the future? What industry do I see myself in? And I think at that point specifically, that's when the subconscious became conscious. I started gravitating towards music and I started noticing the significance that it played on my life. And I didn't just want to stop there. So later that year, I got into studio for the first time. And then, yeah, you know, from there, I just released my first song later that year. And the rest is just history. Now I'm sitting here with you. You mentioned you had played with a bunch of different instruments. I know it was long ago. You mentioned was you were quite young. But can you remember the reason why the violin was your chosen instrument at that time and how long did you play it for yeah yeah i played it for about like you know the year that i was in grade one okay i think to answer your question as to why i chose i think i was just that intrigued about music and i, th I thought of stepping out of like you know the general approach to like you know either playing guitar mm. or playing the drums or yep. whatever the case may be and i just wanted to explore a different avenue and expand my understanding of music so I think that was just sparked by pure curiosity Curious. in terms of how to get more in touch with the musical with the musical elements and getting more in touch with musical instruments and seeing how they can kind of come together. I love the sound the violin makes. It's one of the sounds that I love me personally. So I'm not sure if you're aware that a person is either visual, visual, auditory or kinesthetic in the sense when they process informa information, when they hear information, see information or they feel the information. So when you hear music, whether it's your own or by another artist, what is the first things or elements that you experience? Is it the words? Is it the music? Is it the energy? I think it's all about how it makes me feel at the end of the day. From the get-go, you know, the beat, to hearing the beat in the introduction, to the vocals and the lyrics that is coming in. I think it's just an all-around aspect that I just 
like to kind of get myself into. I kind of go into, like I said, you know, music can take you anywhere, any place you wish to be. It can play with your emotions. It can make you feel a certain type of way. And this is, this is really the essence as in terms of what my approach is. So, yeah, I listen to the the full the full scope of what is inside a musical project in terms to get the full feeling of it. Okay. So it's it's yeah it's it's really just an accumulation, and once that all comes together, I kind of. Yeah, and I know which direction, you know, um, this is really taking me and what place it's taking me to. And from there, I can take my judgment in terms of whether I'm really liking it, whether I'm loving it. First of all, what genre for the listening audience, what type of genre of music are you currently creating? And from zero to a three to four minute song. Tell us that creative process. Is it easy every time? How is that journey process? Previously, I was known to be in the hip-hop industry um, or the hip-hop genre. So that was essentially the starting point for me. I don't think that it is the continuous journey that I'm on is sticking to one genre. I think, you know, this is kind of what I am pushing the limits of in my next project. Is trying to branch out into different genres and just appreciating music as a whole and not boxing myself in to say, this is exactly what you're doing and you can only step in here. It varies in between everything and I'm trying to just, you know, familiarize myself and as an artist to constantly be growing, constantly be providing for the people that are listening to me, you know, just to show them there's different sides to Grateful, there's different sides to the sound that we were trying to provide. Um, and also there's growth in between it because, you know, what is an artist without growth? What is a person without growth? Stagnant and nothing good happens to stagnant uh, things. Yeah. yeah, I think that's in terms of genre. I'm kind of just exploring in terms of music itself. And in terms of musical process, you know, I've locked in with a producer in the last quarter of last year, um, 2022. So in that year we kind of adopted a different process in terms of how we approach musical creation i'd be in studio very hands-on in terms of the whole project mm -hmm. previously it was i'd get a beat from a producer i'd write to the beat go into studio record come back assess it and then go and re-record finalize it mixing and mastering done but now it's kind of a more hands-on approach in terms of last year. I'm working with a producer by the name of Soulful Clay, great producer in Cape Town. And we've kind of developed this working relationship in terms of where we can be the most efficient in our art and be the most collaborative and be the most, give ourselves the creative freedom. You know, from the beat creation, from when he's creating the beat to the lyrics, everything is happening in studio. It's not like I'm going out and I'm, going to go and write and then come back. He'll step into studio, he'll create the beat, and as he's creating the beat, I'm sitting behind him and I'm putting lyrics together, whatever feeling I'm getting from it, and then I kind of pick a concept from there, and then, you know, from there we just start laying down vocals, seeing how we feel about it, and then essentially just getting a whole feeling of the, of the entire track and how we want it to stand out. So the creative process is very fluid. As I said, you know, it's a lot more hands-on. Um, I've approached it from a production point of view, being in studio and letting the producer do his thing while I'm writing my lyrics and then to the mixing and mastering I'll be in the studio for that as well so while the engineer is going on with his duties in terms of sound engineering I'm sitting there as well and saying okay um, this feels right that doesn't feel right let's let's proceed with this and yeah so very much from being separated from the entire process and just pr approaching from a lyrical point of view 
to being a bit more hands-on at mm. this point in terms of the entire process. And now being part of that process and being in the room and allowing it, forcing the lyrics and stuff to happen at that time, has that added extra pressure in the sense that you could go away and like, okay, I'm procrastinating today. I don't feel like doing this. I'll finish this tomorrow. Or has it allowed you to be more on point and let the creative juices flow more effectively? I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. Although I am constantly applying that pressure. I don't want to put that pressure on myself and say, yo, you, you have to feel it at this point and you have to do this at this point. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be giving my all. I'm not going to be putting everything and every aspect into it because there might be a point as to where I'm forgetting. It's a very fluid process. In terms of this approach now, I definitely do think that it has allowed me to become more on point. It's allowed me to harness that feeling in terms of the direction and the concept that I want to be speaking about. So it's allowed me to definitely harness that aspect of myself, become more in tune with what my message is, where I want to go and what does Grateful stand for and what do we want to be putting out there for people to listen to? Um, and essentially, what do, what do I want to be creating? So it's definitely allowed me to refine my vision in terms of sound. But at the same time, you know, I am still learning. I have a lot to learn um, and I'm always open to learning. So new experiences are new situations and new opportunities for me to grow from. Um, and if ever I do feel that, you know, the pressure gets too much, I decide not to crack, but rather respond to it. Or take a break. Uh, n- none of that these days. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at that stage yet, okay. you know. I, f- I feel like, you know, taking a break is a privilege. And yeah, I, I'm not afforded that privilege and I'm not going to give myself that privilege as of yet. Yeah, but also I was just saying that sometimes that extra pressure and taking that break to say, okay, just relax five minutes will allow things to flow instead of, pushing, 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 there's a a concept called efforting, whereby if you keep on trying and trying and trying to get it, think of a person in the sea, right? You've thrown them one of those life buoys and they're swimming to it and swimming to it, swimming to it. The more they're swimming to it, the more they're pushing it away. The minute they stop, relax, it comes to them. Exactly. So it's that element. No, 100%. You know, with music, it's definitely that element of letting things come to you. Like you say, you can't force it. You can't yeah. force a situation. So, it, And music is all about feeling, you know. You can't listen to your head. You've got to listen to your heart in yes. this industry. So if it is something that is not working at this time, don't be too hard on yourself about it. Just try another avenue to try and approach it. So definitely, uh, yeah, in terms of that type of break yes. and just laying back and letting things come to you. Yes. 100%. I completely agree with that. Now, you mentioned different genres earlier, and I'm interested to hear. We're not categorizing. We want to know the genres that, for you, are excited to approach and the ones that you're like, oh, I want to do it, but mm, this might be a little bit more challenging. Let's dive into those. Slippery itself, which is the latest single that I've released from my body of work. The body of work is called Nobody. I think that's going to give everybody a good idea in terms of what that specific genre is because I feel like we're really pushing that limit in terms of straight hip-hop and a little bit of an R&B type feeling to it. So, you know, definitely I want to be exploring genres such as R&B, Afro, yeah, just just a little bit outside of the the mainstream Mm -hmm. hip-hop genre. Um, in terms of this specific project, I feel like, you know, we, we've refined the sound of Grateful a lot more. I've been able to, you know, allow things to come to me 
um, internally and just let it kind of flow out. Um, also constantly working towards it and constantly trying to become better and that dedication towards your craft or whatever that yep. may be. Um, I feel like that has allowed for it to simply happen organically. Slippery, I feel like it's set a, a very good standard in terms of what to expect for the EP that's upcoming because it contains all elements from previous works. It's got that straight hip-hop feeling to it, but then also we've added in some melodies, top-line chorus, which is a completely different approach to what we would have previously done. But also coming in from, from a perspective of bar-for-bar bar lyrics, um, you know, I didn't want to be too overwhelming in that single. I wanted to give people enough time to digest everything that's being said because, you know, this is just setting the stage in terms of what to expect and what's coming next. And would you be open to doing pop, country, dance, <laughs> all of those down the line? Or are you just going to let it flow and see what happens? Yeah, I think I'm not going to be too set on, you know, putting myself in, your, like we're doing this and exactly. we're doing that. So if something does come about and it does end up falling into a specific genre, I'm happy with it. As long as it's something that I'm feeling comfortable and confident with, then by all means, you know. But I'm not going to commit myself to, okay, we're doing this and I'm going to do pop and I'm going yes. to do country and I'm going to do all of those things. But if it happens, I'm completely open to it. I'm embracing every opportunity as a blessing. And if it feels right, I'm more than willing to accept it. The lyric side of things, do you write all the lyrics yourself? Mm -hmm. Or do you collaborate with other people? So all of the lyrics that I've written is by myself. Um, I write all of my own music. You know, one of the things with working with artists in this industry that are dedicated to their craft, um, working with a producer like Soulful Clay, he said something which was profound to me. He said, you know, 10% of my work is creating the beat. 90% of my work is making sure that the delivery of the artist is the best that they can possibly do. Yes, I write all of the lyrics, but the delivery and all of those things is definitely a contribution fa factor from working with great um, creatives in the industry. Without that, I don't feel like, you know, you can really grow artistically or creatively. I feel like you have to align yourself to two specific creatives within the industry that has the same dedication, knows your vision, respects your vision and gives you that creative freedom in order to explore. So yeah, writing all of my lyrics, but in terms of advice and um, guidance, I've got a great um, sense of support from the producer that I'm currently working with right now, yeah. And down the line, not necessarily for this body of work, but down the line, would you be opening to collaborating with other writers or are you quite happy with the energy of the flow where you're going at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I have worked with other writers before. Okay. My previous work, a body of work called Perspectives, I worked with a few writers on there. Okay. So it's not like I'm completely closed off to working with other creatives. I feel like, you know, it's great when people can come together and do something that's dedicated to a specific vision. And, you know, everybody's got a chance to put their word in and contribute towards this bigger picture. I'm completely open to it. As I said, you know, seeing everything as a blessing and an opportunity to grow from. Um, yeah, I'm more than willing to open my arms and embrace it. Which is easier for you? writing your own or collaborating with others? Because the reason I ask this is when you collaborate with others, whether they're friends or not, there's a different energy coming into the room. And you writing and creating is very vulnerable. You're opening up um, parts of yourselves. So which do you find easier? It's sometimes the more challenging one is the easier because it brings out great works. So dive into the 
different elements for me. Mm, I, th- I think at the moment it would be tough for me to answer that question yeah. to its and do full justice to it as I've only worked with writers on one occasion. Okay. So I wouldn't really do justice in terms of saying, yeah, it is completely easier for me to be able to work with writers who work alone. Yes. Um, I feel like at the moment, the current place that I'm at, I'm finding it constantly easier to write by myself. So I'm kind of just taking that direction for now. And if I do come across working with other writers in the room and collaborating with them, I'm more than willing to, you know, find that middle ground in terms of where we can put the project first and find out what's better for the project. Working with myself is also a challenge. <laughs> I find that I'm, <laughs> I judge myself more than anybody else could. I, I put more criticism on myself than uh, anybody else could. So before anybody else says anything, I'm saying it to myself. Uh, I'm being extremely hard on myself in terms of my writing process and how I go about it. But from that is coming growth. Um, so I'm extremely grateful for the journey that I'm on. And yeah, you know, I, like I said, I'm not completely closed off to working with other people. I can't give you a full answer in yeah, terms so yeah. of what is easier um, because both have their challenges, working alone and working with yeah. other writers. How do you know others would criticize it? <laughs> you said you're criticizing before others. So how do you know that they would criticize it? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know this for sure. I leave it completely in the hands of the listeners. Whether it is criticism, whether it is praise, no amount of that should stand in the way of you reaching your destination to answer your question. <laughs> I don't know. Unless you're going to come up to me and actually say, yo, you can do this a bit better and you can do that, or yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. But I'm honestly just in my lane and I'm trying to just move forward in the best direction possible. If there is criticism, uh, you know, I also appreciate that because yeah. I believe that from criticism there's growth, definitely in order to provide what's best for the listeners and do what's what I feel is best for myself, mm. I'm always open to criticism, whether it's from me or from others. <laughs> I laugh because I'm also very hard on myself. And I, I often will be very busy in my head, like, this is this whole entanglement happening, like this boxing, this side is hitting that side, that side. And then I've spoken to someone and they're like, what are you going on about? <laughs> like, none of that's real. It's all a an illusion that you're creating in your mind. That's why I'm just throwing that point to you Definitely. because everything's an illusion in the end. So I'm happy you said that actually, because you know, with the single that I've released right now, it's basically about that. It's called Slippery. It's about not falling into the trap of illusion, but constantly striving for the true reality, you know, uh, taking full responsibility for whatever you put out, whatever you're doing and for where you are in your life, uh, always striving to be the true version of yourself yep. and present the best version of yourself at every stage that, of your life. So I, I'm, I'm really glad that you said that because I do believe that everything is an illusion. And your definition of what's best is exactly. different, different to my definition of what's best. Correctly. Just different to that person's definition is different to that. So every definition is different. Yeah. So it's also a, a, maybe scrapping that word and just showing up. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, just putting yourself sick into whatever you're doing. Put all of that into, you can put that into a box. Don't put yourself into a box. <laughs> Leave that in the box, put it outside and just get to creating. To the left, to the left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this game. Yeah. I recognize if I had to ask you this question in two minutes, two days, two hours, two months, I know your answer would be different every time. I recognize that. And I'm not saying favorites. But if you had to push play to five songs by other artists once we were finished this conversation, 
What would those five songs be and by whom? Dear Mama, Tupac, Love Yours, J. Cole, Love by Kendrick Lamar, um, Sky's the Limit, Biggie Smalls, and uh, what would the last one be? Yeah, I think it would be Tupac as well. You know, mm-hmm. all eyes on me. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Excellent. And tell us what you enjoy about performing live. Uh, performing live is always, I feel like it's such a, it's such a unique feeling, you know, especially performing your own music. I feel like you're able to display it in a different manner. You're able to really engage with your audience. And that's essentially what music is about, you know, um, being able to feel that energy, being able to engage with people and allowing people to feel that specific energy and you yourself feeling that energy. So I really just enjoy the presence of the people that are in the room. You know, I feel like we feed off of each other's energy. And yeah, just being being completely vulnerable on stage yes. and allowing myself to just completely be absorbed in the moment and be there with people that are enjoying the music. Yeah, it's just, it's an amazing experience. It's hard to describe, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I enjoy every aspect of it. Uh, okay, so I've got a point of discussion around this. So I'm that person that's always right up in front and I'm cheering you on, dancing, doing my thing, having a joel for the overseas listeners. A joel is a party in South Africa. <laughs> and I found that everyone around me has got their cell phones out to try and get the perfect picture, perfect video, perfect images, and they're busy posting, tweeting, whatever they're trying to do. Don't you find that that's taking away from the energy and the flow and the interaction, or is that just where we are at the, at the moment? That's such a difficult question to ask, answer, you know, because me individually, I can't say what how you enjoy things. Exactly. Okay. For me personally, I'd be embracing the moment and just being present. Yeah. Maybe, you know, take one or two videos and that's it just to remember. The, but I can't answer for other people. I yes. can't say that this is this is right or this is wrong because people have the essentially have their freedom in, on how they enjoy yep. it. And times might be changing in terms of, okay, maybe they want to capture it to enjoy that moment, to constantly be in that moment later on. So what's next on Grateful's journey? I think that being grateful, it's safe for me not to attach myself to any expectations. Therefore, the result of the, what's next can only be defined by the present. What can be expected is the current body of work that I'm working on, which is called Project Nobody. Slippery is out at the moment, um, a company too slippery. We've taken a completely different stance in terms of how we want to engage with our audience and we, what we kind of want to show them. We want to show people a little bit more of the work that goes into it. So we've documented a full uh, production of how we created Slippery the single. From the production point of view with Soulful Clay to the mixing and mastering with Amin Naran to the music video that was shot by the Booth Studios, we've kind of just allowed people to really come and take a step inside of the world of creatives and just see how it is and properly indulge in that experience, you know. Um, so yeah, what can be expected next is definitely the project, you know, everything is locked up in the suitcase, ready to go, basically. As a final me- message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I'd like to say... My name is Grateful. I am grateful to be here, forever grateful, and just stay tuned for more.